Well, Nathan, looks like we're going back to Wyoming. Brendan, why do people keep wanting to send us back to Wyoming? Come to Wyoming, where the skies are wide and the hatred is clear. As clear as a made sci-fi movie ought to look. That's right. Where the only real drawing power is Christiana Loken's boobs. In Wyoming. And Michael Madsen, oh, just perfecting that share wig in Wyoming. Michelle Rodriguez, feel free to have an accent or don't in Wyoming. Pick it up, drop it, pick it up, drop it. No judgment in Wyoming. Good news for you, Ben Kingsley. Phoning in is absolutely free in Wyoming. That goes double for you, Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. Also, Billy Zane. Three for one on wigs in Wyoming. <sighs> Wyoming sounds eerie. Disclaimer, it's not actually about Wyoming. Please go to Wyoming or Wyoming's Tourism Federation. Welcome to the WWTTPD. Uh, the what were they the thinking? Po- uh, Police department? Nope. I thought they, I thought they got defunded. We, <laughs> they did. Thankfully, hmm. uh, no. This is the what were they thinking podcast? CPD. It still kind of works. It's a PC. I make the rules. Um. So I'm Brendan. I'm Nathan. And this is what we're. <laughs> so this is what were they thinking? Uh, is the podcast about bad to questionable movies? And, of course, we are talking about a Patreon pick this week from <laughs> Steve and Izzy, who've given us blood rain, you motherfucking bastards. And here to join us, here to join us once again, ladies and gentlemen, making his return from North Falls, South Dakota, <laughs> Brent from the Home Video I- Hustle. <laughs> I, I think he's our, uh, despite the fact that Steve and Izzy are apparently friends uh, with this monster who made this movie, uh, Brent seems to be our resident Uwe Boll expert, not unlike uh, Jerrica being our uh, resident uh, extreme sports expert and Josh Coates-Abasagas being our resident comic book expert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm this is your third, isn't it? Second. Not Second. Seen. Oh, but he gave us, didn't he give us one? Nope. That was Luke from Game <laughs> no, of I, okay. I gave y'all, I gave y'all Alone in the Dark. He, right. he did give us alone in the dark. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's the first right. episode I was ever on here with y'all. You, so thank y'all welcome. For I think. That. Yeah. <laughs> I think the reason why I thought I thought he gave us postal looks is he's one of the few people who gives it praise. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I, I didn't get called back for that one for some reason. I wonder why. Weird. <laughs> well, Brent, right. welcome, welcome to the show once again. Thank you for having me once again. And here to talk about uh, a little film called blood rain a little film that somehow cost 25 million dollars to make yeah right (laughs) 
<laughs> I think there was a good chunk may have been spent on the licensing because it was a fairly popular video game at the time. I'm assuming it was all for the actors because there was nothing left over for costumes or set deck or, you know, locations. I, I Christina Loken's boobs got probably five million each. So. <laughs> Twenty-five million, and this movie made three point seven million dollars. <laughs> Mm. So that's a hit, right? That's a that's a huge <laughs> hit. If you put an S right in front of it, I'll tell you how I really feel about it. It got two that's sequels, right. though. Thank you, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> uh, two sequels. Wrestling reference. Got it in. Got it in. Boom. Put the coin Early. in. Pull the lever. Wrestling comes out. Um, this is a, Yeah, and the two sequels, by the way, Christina Loken is not even a part of any, either of those two sequels. No. So oh, what a fuck that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Fuck him. <laughs> was he even a part of the sequels? I don't know. I don't follow. I just knew he made this one. I didn't know if he made the sequels or not. I bet money he did. What else is he doing? <laughs> Rampage, not the good one with the rock. Basically, fuck Ooh. everything and fuck everything that moves and fuck it all and I will fuck it. <laughs> he is, as his countrymen say, the vest. <laughs> the brat vest. Oh! <laughs> The, uh, emphasis on the brat, uh. I suppose, and, and worst. So I mean, how can you do that? Brat worst. You That's how you do that. Italicize the whole word. Yeah, yeah. Um, so blood rain. Uh, Nathan, mm. tell us about blood rain. Um, well, I tell you, <laughs> we haven't seen it, so we'd like to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, it's 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 a, it's. Uh, it's 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 a movie uh, in that uh, it is moving pictures put to to film. Okay. Um, although you wouldn't tell by the production quality on this, um, it's uh, you know there's a, a thing called a damp fear, which is like a vampire, but it's part human, so it's essentially Blade, which was way better. Uh, not a whole lot happens. Uh, ben Kingsley wears a ridiculous wig, and so does Billy Zane and Michael Madsen. We find out Meatloaf's last name is a day, apparently. Um, Christina Loken's boobs show up, um, and uh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> Thank you. What were they thinking? Yeah. Oh, man. This movie starts off with one of my favorite bad movie staples is a terrible production logo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, I don't even remember this one. I don't even remember, like, I li- literally just have written down, terrible logo to start us off, dot, dot, dot. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, I think, I don't remember what, I was, what we were watching last time, but I noticed, I think it was way back when we watched The Fanatic. There was, like, six logos at the beginning, and they were all oh, yes. awful. Like, they were <laughs> made, somebody got After Effects, and they were like, oh, shit, I'm a movie producer now. I think we were on our show one of the last times when we did Speed Kills. Didn't have a bunch of those logos oh, on there, yeah, too. Yeah, that, too. That was yeah. another Travolta movie, too. So, as mentioned in um, the Wyoming uh, ad that opened the show, which, by the way, thank you for the sponsorship, uh, Wyoming. Tourism um, Federation. <laughs> oh, hey. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, the, the opening, I mean, it's shot. It looked really strange to me. And I know, Nathan, I, t- I mentioned this to you before we went on the air, and you said, well, it kind of has the Uwe Boll look. But this is honestly the first time I've noticed. But this looks like 
uh, like a sci-fi movie of the week. Like just the way I the, thought it just was like the movement. Yeah, there's like yeah. the camera movement, the way the characters are moving. I'm like, this is looks like a fucking TV movie, not a twenty five million dollar theatrical release, right? <laughs> And judging by the cast, I mean, like we mentioned, there's some good people in this movie, but this is one of those movies where, like, they load up on as many actors as they can, and it still, like, doesn't convince me that it's a theatrical movie. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, all the other, all the actors in this make sense to me, okay? Christina Logan um, yeah. was not super well-known. I think she was only in a couple things. Terminator 3 had been her highest profile thing Mortal at that Kombat point. Mortal Kombat Conquest, homie. So, more, so... Terminator 3. Um, I like how pumped up Brent got for that movie. I love that show, damn it. Uh, Michael Madsen, uh, his career was uh, on a low at the time. Uh, Billy Zane is Billy Zane. Um, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, I believe, had gotten jammed up for some DUIs Ooh. and was getting a hard time getting getting gigs. So all these actors <laughs> in this movie make sense. Then there's Ben Kingsley. <clears throat> Yeah, that's the one that throws it off for sure. Yeah, man. I can't believe a Sound of Thunder's Ben Kingsley would be in this piece of shit. <laughs> oh shit! This is his second time here, ain't it? <laughs> second time on the podcast. <laughs> but this was pre Sound of Thunder, wasn't it? Or was it nope. right around the same time? Uh, Sound of Thunder was like two years before this. Oh okay. damn! He so he's riding checks. high. He's riding, <laughs> riding dirty. As it were. Hey. <laughs> and meet Lofa Day. Uh, yes. Also, does not keep the doctor away. <laughs> also, no, judging by this movie, not at all. Uh, um, he also uh, is making his second appearance on What Were They Thinking? Meatloaf? Mm-hmm. He's been on here before? Mm-hmm. Trying to remember now. He was. He was. Fair lane? So, we ha- so we haven't done Black Dog. No. It was the, he, like the, I mean, he wasn't the star, but he played the bus driver in Spice World. Oh, right. Uh, damn, yeah. I forgot y'all did that. <laughs> Where he makes yeah. an anal sex joke. <laughs> right. Well, he has anal sex in this movie, doesn't he? Oh, he has something. Oh, well, I mean, with the size of the orgy that was going on, I figured it was bound to happen. <laughs> Several well, times. we meet our heroes, Nathan. And our heroes are <sighs> Michael Madsen. Uh, uh, that lets you know where this movie's at. <laughs> Michael, Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen, Michelle and Rodriguez. his mullet. Those are our heroes in this. <laughs> and and Michelle Rodriguez and the okay. other guy. The yeah, other guy. whoever that is, who apparently is like Matt Davis or something. He's like the first name listed. Like who the <laughs> fuck is Matt Davis? <laughs> He's Sebastian. Right. Uva <laughs> ran out name. of money after he got all those actors. He's like, oh shit, I still had one more role to fill. Oh well. <laughs> See, he could have played the part itself. Imagine how much weirder this movie would be. Uh, well, we'll get to that scene. Oh, you know what scene I'm <laughs> yeah, talking is, about, too. <laughs> he is cameoed in it, though. Is he? he? I um, didn't see him. Yeah, he does. I saw him in the... He was in the crowd of the circus, um, obviously, uh, uh, hooting for the mistreatment of the freaks. Oh, well, that Because that's the kind of person he is. What a yeah. shocker. What a shocker. Right. Seems like such a down-to-earth gentleman. Um, <laughs> so, there's, so I mean, these three are essentially, like, I, we kind of hummed and hawed, but they're the heroes, I guess. They're the ones we're following. And they kind of, um, this. <laughs> we start off by one of them stabbing what they can tell is a vampire uh, in the middle of town <laughs> to no reaction whatsoever. Yes, yes, this is an early <laughs> contender for the non-plus reaction award. <laughs> Oh, there's one. There's a reaction later in this movie. I legit had to rewind it and, and replay it because I laughed so hard. But and this this one y'all talking about though, I I think I looked away for a second 
And I turned around and the spirit watched it with me. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? I just saw somebody get shanked for no reason. So <laughs> was there an actual reason for it? Uh, yes. He was a vampire. <laughs> that was okay. Sebastian yeah. was looking in one of the, uh, well, they were making the order and talking to the guy who was running the booth. Uh, Sebastian was looking in uh, a reflective surface and saw that there was nobody standing uh, next to him. And he's like, oh, well, this guy standing next to me is obviously a vampire trying to, like, you know, just commit a random act of murder in the middle of this street fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense now. And even if this is a world in which people are like, yeah, vampires are real, still no reaction from anyone. <laughs> Nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but it, it, what uh, what is even this scene? Like, they're talking to this guy at the bar because he's like, hey, Yacht, I got your next mission for you. Is yeah, this- he finds them gigs, I guess, because yeah. they're like, they're they're vampire or and, and damn fear hunters. Um, so he's heard wind of this demon girl uh, in a local traveling freak show. Um, and he's, you know, basically filling them in. And then we get a, you know, a, a scene of the, the traveling freak show and what happens there. Um, out of context, well, I mean, suppose in context, but I mean, I feel that there was some linear issues with the storytelling in this movie. What? Just a few. A little? Uh, well, yes. <laughs> I can tell you now, they don't give a fuck about the plot in this movie because there was legit times where I looked up at the spirit and I'm just like, man, what the fuck is happening? An hour into this movie, uh, an hour and ten minutes into this movie, which we'll get to later, I mm-hmm. was completely confused. Like, I went back okay. because I was like, I don't know where we are in time right now. I'll tell you, Brent, uh, every time you ask that question, her response should have been, uh, it's a Nouvelle Bowl movie. Well, that's, that's the thing. She's happened. not super familiar. It's this it. is her first one. No. Yeah, I've never made her watch <laughs> any of the other ones. <laughs> I, 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 We've never been give like, we've never chose... Uve, he was chosen for us every single time. I told, I told, <laughs> told Brendan, I said, there's only one of his movies that I would ever choose for this show, and that is House of the Dead. Oh, okay. um, because it is, oh my God, it 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 makes this one look um, coherent and um, a a plus on the continuity. That's what this. That's what House of the Dead makes this movie look like, and you still get Udo Kier, so yeah. Our, oh, shit. Also, our second or third Udo Kier movie too. I think it's Udo Kier's in that one. Yeah. There's, a, there's a there's a really harsh German chap. That's probably in it, Udo and it's Kier. not Uwe Boll. It's, yeah. it's probably you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're they're basically torturing this woman, this da- dumb fear, uh, at this carnival. And burning her, I'd look that one up. Burning her arm and shit <laughs> like that, and and then you know getting her to uh, to suck blood, and when she sucks blood, her wounds heal, and she also has like a like a blood, like it's like a milk mustache, but like blood, <laughs> blood mustache, blood mustache. So blood stash. I'm not, I'm not super up to date on my vampire or domfear, uh, even. Folklore for whatever checks out and it's hundred percent correct. Is that what you want? There you go. (laughs) It's not human blood. Oh no, she just drinks vampire blood. Uh, Or you know, rats and they they kill the goat. And this was the scene where Uve was like, "Yeah, do it." Probably Uve was inspired by Twilight, where Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Did did anybody check the end of the uh, the movie to make sure that the Humane Society was? I didn't, Signed off on this but I thing. told the spirit, no movie ball that was probably real. I bet oh, money yeah. on that shit. 
Certainly hope not. <laughs> it it was, bro. You already know, man. I ain't even had to look it up. <laughs> but she's being tortured and she's being treated like, Sorry. you know, whatever because she's a damn fear. And damn she, fear. she gets put in a cage like an animal. And we have this great like Disney character who just comes into the movie here. It's like her friend and she's like, <laughs> "We're going to get out of here and it's going to be great. We're going to find a place and it's going to be wonderful and everything's going to be just swell." I was the only one that thought dead immediately, right? I can't be the only one. I thought I thought <laughs> in the next three minutes, I'd be surprised if this character's still alive for it's sure. It's okay, so good. It wasn't just me. <laughs> no. um, and, of course, you know, that goes well because there was an incident of blood rage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because um, we we find out that one of the uh, the carnival hands... Uh, or freak show hands, or whatever. They, they one of the guys who helps run the place and, and keep the uh, I don't know attractions, for lack of a better term, in in order. Uh, decides, you know what? You know that that girl that that feasts on blood and and can regenerate and has the strength of like five men. I think I'm gonna go rape her. That's a good idea. Yeah, he was drunk, huh? <laughs> I don't care. You know what? I have been falling down drunk. And have been, had more sense in my head to think that I could get away with something that I know full well I'm not going to get away with. Of course, man wants to rape woman when he's drinking. Why not? Let's put it in movie. Wait, did I just turn into Tommy Wiseau? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's all been a big prank. He's actually can, Tommy. Can you, can you imagine if we could get a Tommy Wiseau and Neil Breen in a movie that was directed by this man? That's all y'all. That's y'all show all day. That's the last oh episode y'all ever have to do. The, well, once you review that movie, the, the, that's the end of the rainbow. It's done. Yeah, there's nothing, there's, there's there's nothing, nothing beyond you, that. There's nothing beyond you that. You can't get crazier than that. You just can't. You just got to <laughs> contribute to Uwe's Kickstarter so he can make that movie, Brendan. Fuck <sighs> that. <laughs> you don't want that's a hard choice. Yeah, that's, that's Sophie's choice of uh, <laughs> foolish money spending. So this idiot tries to rape Rain. Our, our yeah. Dom Pierre character, and she bites his neck and, he, and kills him. Because, you know, that's what she does. He's seen her do very similar things. Yep. And she just, like, jumps around killing all these carnival folk, and the scene is shot like garbage and looks horrible. Uh, <laughs> all this, like, all these, like, styles are put together, and I'm just like, what, Which what is, is this? No, that's, that's his, that's, that's Uwe Boll fight choreography. If you watch any of his movies where there is like a, a, an extended fight scene that's supposed to look like a good fight scene, it's not going to look like a good fight <laughs> scene. Uh, it's going to look like this. Uh, House of the Dead is a prime example. Even in um, Alone in the Dark, you may not have noticed it because I think they had some better filters on it. That's why it didn't exactly look like a sci-fi channel movie. But if the cameras hadn't been shaking all around and the filters hadn't been quite right, it would have looked just like this. Well, Alone in the Dark had so many filters on that I think they forgot to add lighting, though. So that was yeah. was Alone in the Dark the one that used the video game footage, like in the action scenes where they like oh, no, that's that's House of the Dead. That's right. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, they actually used clips from the video game uh, as like the the segue, uh, or you know, George Lucas is big on the old clock wipes. Uh-huh. Uh, Uwe Boll in that movie was real uh, good on the uh, uh, actual video game footage uh, for the transition. You know what this movie was missing was somebody was a certain someone showing up and saying, 
Hey boys, it's me. <laughs> it's Tara. <laughs> I'm a scientist. <laughs> we need to hunt this damn fear. I mean, really, you stop it, you people. Be nice. So I thought I thought you were gonna say it's missing somebody coming in and saying they are the rules or some shit. <laughs> well, that would have been good too. Yeah, I'd have took mm. that. Uwe Ball um, come in and says, Brennan, I am the rules. What, have you addressed me in the movie? Yes. Holy shit. You, you will listen, I am the rules. Okay? <laughs> so she escapes. That is how things go. <laughs> so, so she escapes, and we don't find out right away in this scene, but we do see later. Um, she actually freaks out and bites her friend as well. So, you know, she's mm-hmm. she's going to turn or whatever. Well, you um, think that. <laughs> <laughs> the three heroes show up. And uh, they all, by the way, they talk like modern day characters. Like nobody in this movie talks like I would imagine someone would back in the day. Michelle Rodriguez tries to. There's a couple of turns of phrases where it's like, that is not a a phrase from that time. No, and I did just hear Brent mention Michelle Rodriguez's name. We should probably talk about her (laughs) accent for the next 45 minutes. She tries, man. She's doing something. Sometimes. And then sometimes she doesn't. Uva, was I talking in an accent in that last scene? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I don't know. <laughs> Just action. Let's shoot this. Fuck. I, didn't, I honestly didn't even realize that was her at first because I didn't, like, as I watched this movie, it was, like, deleting itself from my mind as I watched it. So I, all everybody's name that popped up in the credits, I completely fucking forgot. So I didn't even know she was there. It's like, it's like as you're reading the book, you're, like, tearing pages out of it and eating it. Exactly. Just no, tearing it out and burning the shit because it's like it's never coming back. Um, but they all they all come upon the carnage after Rain has uh, escaped and Michelle Rodriguez, with not really much hesitation, uh, kills the friend character because she's like she's going to turn and she like stabs her with uh, a, a blade that just magically disappears. I think classic Uva Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a great, there's all kinds of continuity stuff. Oh, and we uh, cut to like movies. Billy Zane at this point. <laughs> yes, because he's got this weird, uh, he does this weird dictation thing and he calls his, I don't know, his right hand guy or his lackey. You're, you're such a suck up. Mm-hmm. It's like nobody would have talked like that then. Yeah, no, everybody talks like 2006. <laughs> Can I bring up yeah. the person that wrote this movie now since we're talking about this shit? Did y'all look up who wrote it? I did, and if you're going to talk about that, go ahead, because I have a clip of her talking about it. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. But no, nah, I was, because uh, that is one credit I do remember. When it popped up, I'm like, I recognize his name for some reason. So I looked it up, and she's one of the women that wrote American Psycho, and I fucking love that okay. movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. So th- Brad Easton Ellis wrote that book, okay? She she adapted it, uh-huh. and so also, um, as uh, Brendan has filled me in on the uh, uh, contents of this clip uh we get to find out that um you know what uh this this may not have been her vision whatsoever oh okay she may not have written much of this movie so let's take a listen to at uh to uh, guinevere turner a <laughs> pretty a pretty good writer talking about working with mr uva bowl on blood rain oh no scripts are late writers are two years late i was two weeks late Uva Bowl calls me, this is fucking disgusting. You lied to me. Where is my script? I was like, whoa. I just called my manager and I was like, that man is never allowed to call me again. And uh, he never did. But I delivered the script probably a week after that. And uh, he's like, we love it. We go into production tomorrow. 
I was like, oh my God, like it was a first draft. It was a, you know, nasty little scrappy little draft of a script that I was like, you know, hoping that, you know, the process begins. You say what you think, we blah, 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 it becomes something beautiful. No, into production. And I just want to say for the record, for the, anyone who's seen Blood Rain, that I would say that about 20% of what I wrote is on the screen. The producer called me when the movie was just being finished and he said, don't be alarmed, Gwen. Uva changed a lot of the script. Uva doesn't really speak English. And then he let the actors take a crack <laughs> at it. But I was just like, letting go. I'm gonna let go. And I have to say that the only person at the premiere at Man's Chinese Theater who was laughing out loud was me. <laughs> I was laughing out loud like, oh my God. It's like a $25 million movie and it blows. I mean, it's like the worst movie ever made. It's like, is it showgirls worthy in terms of like how it's so Damn. bad that it's campy? I think it is. I think it's going to ripen. <laughs> it's going to ripen. Shit. So that makes sense. I also, to, to my earlier thing about, uh, about Brett, Brett Easton Ellis writing American Psycho, I think there's two things. Two things that are at play here. As she says, Uwe, uh, whose uh, ESL is not so strong, um, <laughs> took a crack at, at doing a rewrite and then let the actors take a crack at doing the rewrite. So only 20% of what she wrote is in there. We also have to consider uh, the source material. All right. American Psycho is a fantastic book. Which translates well into the movie that was made, and I'm sure there was a lot more of her script that she wrote that was used for that movie, versus a video game that was mildly popular. Well, that's what I mean. Like clearly, she this is a writer with talent, um, and this this just shows you how much say a writer can sometimes not even have in the process. Yeah, and especially when you work with Mr. Uva Bowl. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Brent. I really wanted to play that clip. <laughs> I'm glad you reminded me of it because I had to look that up. Because when I saw that name, I was like, I fucking know that name, man. <laughs> Somewhere I've seen it. Have y'all ever either of y'all actually played the video game at all? Um, I played a little bit of it. Uh, one of my friends uh, when I lived out in Vancouver was uh, was real big on it, and uh, I, I played it a few times at his place. Uh, it's it's cool, it's, it, and it's a neat uh, idea, but I think he was playing it on PC, and I was like, I don't, you know, I don't have PC gaming, I have a PlayStation, so. <laughs> I, I don't know much about it, I just know it has, like, I remember it to this day, it has some of my favorite cheat codes, because I had to look them up, because they were like, it wasn't like up, down, up, down, left, right, all that shit, it was actual, like, phrases you had to type in, and I remember him going on and on about, yo, there's a juggy mode, and I was like, what the fuck is juggy mode, he's like, you can make her tits bounce like crazy, man. <laughs> And it was like, I remember, I always remember the passcode because I thought about it when you, it was like, hey, you want to do Blood Rain? I was like, oh, that's the Juggy Dance Squad movie, right? Because that's the cheat code you put in. But I got, I got a list right here. I'm going to read you off some cheat codes real quick. So if you want to fill the bloodlust meter, you have to type in angry XXX insane hooker. If you want to freeze the enemies, you type don't fart on Oscar. Uh, <laughs> Wait, and you're saying, hold on just a second. You're saying, yes. I'm more shocked, not at these names, but at the fact that Uva Bowl didn't use these in the movie. I'm, oh, like as, like Easter eggs? What, yes. Just the fact that he didn't use them at all. Based on these names, don't fart on Oscar, you'd think he'd jump all over that shit. There'd be a line somewhere in the movie. <laughs> There's even one here, it's like, I guess, time factor, whatever that is. You type in naked, nasty dishwasher dance. 
have no idea, man. So I don't oh. know what you were talking about, Nathan, when you said consider the source material, because this sounds flawless. <laughs> yeah, right? Real, real <laughs> top shelf intellectual stuff. I had to put it in perspective for you, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Billy Zane. Billy Zane is looking to uh, undermine Kagan, played by Ben Kingsley. And he's sending Dang, out man. messages to his daughter, Michelle Rodriguez, which I don't know how he's getting these messages to her. There's um, a guy I know on the boat, gets, remember? I remember that guy later, but he also oh. gets messages to her throughout the movie. And I don't know. Maybe they're just like, Uwe Boll's like, fuck it. He should have just said, fuck it, and shown them both like on a laptop or some shit. <laughs> Pull the cell phone out. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Tell you how, how clear everything was in regards to this movie. There was a bit in this movie where I thought he was talking about Rain being his daughter. Mm. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I, I, so, I, I, I think all oh, the spirit did think that actually. I had to explain it to her because we went there while the movie was playing. We weren't even paying attention. It was like a whole ten minute back and forth. I'm like, no, no, it was this. But she's like, no, it's the main character because of this. I'm like, no, it's Michelle Rodriguez because of this. So it was a whole bit. Like, I missed ten minutes of this movie because of that. He didn't care at all. <laughs> Rain is out and about, and she fucks up a bunch of vampires, but she comes across and saves some kids, because that that's our save the cat moment of the movie. Oh, yes, this is where she meets oh, Caravan yeah. of Green Gables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's already winning. <laughs> Too bad she's not a major character. Right. But she does, yeah, she saves Caravan of, uh, of Green Gables, you're right. Um, and then when she gets into town, at one point I was like, "Okay, movie." Rain is like seducing some lady, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah. movie." And then she just bites her and kills her. And then she gets a tarot card reading, as one does after they've killed somebody. I don't. And again, she kills this woman. There are people in the town. No one fucking notices, even though a crowd gathers around this woman that has fallen, and they're just like, "Shit." Yeah, you know, women get bit day. every day, B. You're tough, right? <laughs> yeah. You right? She was not all right, though. I mean, she was not going to be. Well, she was dead. Well, she was all right while it was happening. Then she just died. She liked it at first. Well, I mean, if, if Christiana Logan decided she wanted to latch onto my neck, I mean, I'm not going to say boo, all right? No, I'm not even saying. <laughs> I, I will say that uh, also at this point, I wrote down that damn fear is one of the stupidest, like, made up words for fucking half vampire half human i don't know i just thought it was really dumb. damn fears damn it's fear. it's a it <laughs> it is apparently something that's in the lore it's even it, pre, it predates this oh well, really i just gotta say the lore yeah. fuck you you said that lore was trash <laughs> fuck you lore i blame the lorax <laughs> dr seuss you bastard <laughs> you ain't a doctor show me that degree that's what i, I want to see i want to see some fucking credentials yeah, show me the birth certificate <laughs> dr seuss was born in kenya <laughs> and was not a doctor at birth <laughs> and hated children fun fact i mean interesting tidbit oh Fucking up, B. <laughs> and uh, man, and when he go when she goes to this fucking tarot card reading, at this point, I also am writing down. Of course, there's a fucking ancient talisman and a prophecy and all this bullshit in this movie. Exposition that's just the. You gotta go find this talisman, and it has yeah. an eye. Then you gotta find the heart and the rib, and then you might get an audience with your father, who raped and killed your human mother. I thought the tarot card chick was going to be her mom, dog. I legit thought that. <laughs> That's the levels. You know, the first mission, you got to go get the eye. The second mission, you go get the heart. Oh. All that. See, it's like the video game, B. See, he's smart. 
You take that back right now. That is not how I would describe that man in any way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> cunning, maybe. I'll give you cunning. Okay, there you, he's cunning. Because evil people are cunning. <laughs> so um, Rain is uh, going to find Kagan. Again, I don't really understand the logic here because she's like she clearly wants to go and kill Ben Kingsley, right? Playing Kagan. Right. But she's worried mm-hmm. about just getting an audience with him. But, like, girl, I, you just mutilated a million people. Just go in there and fight oh. your way through the castle and just murder him. Like, clearly he, that's all you want to do. You don't need to be like... He's the strongest. You can't go yeah, walk you, in there. You don't need to be like, oh, God, I better put a, get a good PowerPoint presentation together if I want to meet with him first. It's like when I played Mad Max for the PlayStation 4. I couldn't go straight to Gastown. I had to level my character up. And Legend is out of breath for the while. You don't go straight to the last boss. You're going to die, Brendan. But when you get See? to Gastown, you didn't walk up to the villain. You're like, hey, I've got this presentation for you. Just kidding, psych. <laughs> well, I mean, with the presentation thing aside, that's essentially what happened to me because they never, the game never really told me to go to Gastown. So I did every single mission and every single side mission. So if you'll pardon the pun, my character was maxed out. Hey. Um, and uh, I was like, well, I got nothing better, nothing else to do in the game. I might as well see what's happening at Gastown. Maybe I can get in now. And um, yeah, it was the fastest final act in any video game for me. <laughs> Just one punch kills like seven people. <laughs> it it honestly it took me no time to to get the last act of that game. I, I it was like an afternoon, not even. <laughs> so she leaves. She has someone on her trail though. It's uh, Ben Kingsley's little suck uh, suck up dude, same guy that we saw talking earlier. Oh, to hairdo. Zane. Yeah, hairdo. Um, and he uh, it, Ben Kingsley basically says like follow <laughs> oh, her, okay. and as soon as she gets the talisman, kill her and take it. You know, it's funny with all of the different out of control hairdos in this movie. He gets that name. I mean, that lets you know how messed up his hairdo is. I mean, we don't know who he is, right? I mean, we know Ben Kingsley. We know Michael Madsen. Yeah, I just wrote down as the cockeye looking dude. <laughs> That's all I knew him as. Cockeye. <laughs> is that wait? If this it? movie were if this movie were made today, he'd be played by Jack Courtney. <laughs> hey, were you guys you guys talking about me? Oh, Jai, how's it going? That's pretty good. There he is. Uh, Nathan was just uh, singing your praises there. Yeah, I was just saying that if they remade Blood Rain, that you'd probably play the uh, Ben Kingsley's uh, lackey guy. Oh, you guys, you guys heard anything? Uh, I think it was already it was already made. Uh, but you, you think they're gonna remake it though? I mean, I could talk to my agent. Probably not. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to my agent. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, okay, bye, Jai. Peace. Sorry to fly off the handle like that. Later, guys. Yeah, it was a little out of control there. <sighs> Sorry, the whole time I was thinking about cockeye, and I was thinking, like, that would be the porn parody. That would be the porn parody in, like, an Avengers movie. I am what I... Oh, I thought oh. you were talking about Popeye. <laughs> no. I mean, it's got to be, right? If that's not his name in the Avengers porn parody, I fucking quit. I'm looking it up. <laughs> never misses. He never misses with it. <laughs> Um, so she goes to a fucking a monastery, and these monks are like... The Toxic Avengers is the, one of the guards, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, cool, girl, whatever, you could stay here. And uh, Yeah, because we're all celibate men. There's n- nothing untoward will happen to a beautiful woman scantily clad in a, you know, a room full... A building filled with men who 
never had sex and have sworn it off and, you know, probably think about it constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally safe environment. Totally, As totally we know, safe. Um, monks and, you know, people generally in this kind of similar position are not prone to any kind of sex crimes. <laughs> well, I mean, again, she's a scantily clad woman. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's, she's probably pretty safe. Uh, Brent, do we have confirmation? Is that his name? It's not. It's much fun. His name is just Hawkeye. They used all the real what? names. Oh, Wait, boo. Ah. That's lazy. Lazy pornography writing. That's what that Come is. Come on. Cockeye, uh, Captain Americum. Uh, mm. Let's see. <laughs> the bulk. The bulk. <laughs> the bulge. <laughs> I mean, Black Widow kind of still works. I'm just gonna say. I did see. Yes. China's in that movie too. There's your wrestling reference. She plays She-Hulk. Oh <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> what a legacy. <laughs> Next review right there, Brandon. Or a leg of she. Oh. Ah. My next ah. note is stop hammer fear. Oh, because uh, it's not the Toxic Avenger. It's a mutated uh, uh, Mario brother. <laughs> yep. Oh. And she fights. Because she kills she... him with like the, the bludgeon brother hammer that he has. This is actually a fight that I didn't mind. I actually thought the gore at the end was kind of cool. It I will say this. Long. Whoever is doing the actual, like, the actual blood and uh, gore effects is doing a pretty mm-hmm. good job. Best part of this movie. I think it's just shot really badly. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the yes. actual effects person is pretty good. Especially for the probably what they had left of, of a budget to work with. It reminded me of Planet <laughs> Terror. How in that movie, every time somebody got shot, it was just like blood buckets of blood just spraying out everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I do have a note on that for a later fight, though, um, in regards to the uh, the effects that were used. But let's continue on with this Indiana Jones trap that you, she has to go through for friggin' to get the eyeball. It's like a cross between Raiders of the Lost Ark and Mission Impossible. And not to mention, <laughs> there's holy water. Right. See, I, I'm a dumbass because I thought that because they kept cutting to the torches on the wall. So I'm like, oh, is it filling up with gasoline and it's gonna burn her ass? Because I completely <laughs> forgot about the water burning her thing. <laughs> no, she's scared of getting the holy water, but then luckily the talisman eye thing, eyeball thing just merges with her, and then she's like, oh, I can go in the holy water. And then a monk's like, congratulations, come with me. This worked out perfectly. That's not any monk. Udo Kier. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, uh, she, he's going to explain to her the plot uh, for Blade. Perfect. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I was wondering about that, uh, about better mm-hmm. vampire movies, so that'll be helpful. Yeah. Better Dom Fear movies. <laughs> Better movies. Let's just in let's general. Say right in general. Yes. <laughs> yep. So yeah, he, even Trinity. I mean, Blade Trinity was better than this. I'm just gonna say way it. better. They did than that this. Triple H in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that dog. And <laughs> <laughs> Dracula shit. Oh wait, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Dracula sex toy. The whole Dracula story. That's right. Uh Probably the worst Blade I'm, villain, I'm just going to say. I'll say Definitely. this, though. If Count Dracula doesn't show up in the next Blade movie, I will be so upset. There's an Oh, the one with Mahershala Ali? Whatever the next one's coming out. They're redoing it with Mahershala. Yeah. Okay. With uh, Is Count Dracula confirmed to be the villain? Of course. Mahershala Ali is playing both roles. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's a bit interesting. <laughs> Bold choice. Bold yeah. choice, Hollywood. <laughs> Um, so this is where a bunch of people show up, a bunch of Ben Kingsley's men, and there's a big monk fight. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Lots of with gore. With your typical Uwe Bull choreography. Yeah, oh, great choreography. Lots of blood and gore, which again is kind of standing out amongst the nonsense. <laughs> How many arteries does he think are in the human chest? Um, because there's this one guy sorry. who gets cut. He gets cut right across the like the middle of his chest, not even near his heart, just the middle of his chest, and just gushers and geysers just coming out of this guy. I'm like, okay, he did not get <laughs> caught in the carotid. Okay, that's not how human anatomy works. Now, maybe, okay, that performer, by the way, that happened to, I bet you his actor's secret is that he's actually a vampire and he's <laughs> just killed like eight people, but he hasn't like gone to the bathroom yet. So he's kind of like a mosquito <laughs> after it just fed when you oh, squish it and the fucking blood just goes everywhere. Yeah. <sighs> we'll ask him. I'll, I'll I'll pull him for an interview next week. We'll talk to him. Yes, but oh, oh, Blood Rain gets she gets yeah, she, she gets captured here. I believe. Dress. Right? Oh yeah, right? she suddenly because suddenly she's a damsel in distress, and I'm like, why are we doing this storyline? I thought she was supposed to be like this badass fighter. Yeah, that was a weird choice because he had to pay Michael Masson for something. <laughs> Did he though? I mean, eh. <laughs> yeah. So she's kidnapped and um and. Michelle Rodriguez acting real dicey. And I mean, I think as soon as she showed up in this movie, I think I pretty much said, oh, she's the villain. Yep. <laughs> Which, I mean, she does turn out to be. Um, and uh, I mean, cutting cutting back and forth, we see Ben Kingsley feeding on a, a young girl who's just <sighs> standing there, just letting it happen. Yeah. Like, Don't be afraid. Um, he does that little weird then, shit, doesn't he? He like, puts a hand up on her cheek. Then he like, puts a hand on her chest like he's about to shove her the fuck away. I didn't know what he was doing yeah. at first. He's like, don't be afraid. I'm just going to suck the blood out of your body and you're going to die. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But ladies and gentlemen, meet Loaf. A day. <laughs> oh. I just thought his That's name how was he's Loaf. credited. That's how he's credited in the, in, the, the, in the thing. Meet Loaf a day. Yeah. No, it is a fucking blood orgy feast. Like, it is hmm. insane. And actually, this is <laughs> his, another part. His name is, uh, I believe, uh, Leonard. It's Leonard. Yeah. Okay, it's it's Len the Vampire. <laughs> Len, Lenny. Lenny the Vampire. <laughs> he looks more like a Lenny than he does a Leonard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looks more like a... Yeah, he looks... Uh, when, when I said Lenny, all I could think of was of mice and men. <laughs> <laughs> the vampire's coming, boss. That's right. That's right, Lenny. You just you just keep looking that way. <laughs> <laughs> this might be me, but when he was this, when they first showed him, he was like laying there with the girls. All I could think of is like the, the fat zombie thing from the first Blade movie. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that's all yes. I can think of. <laughs> well, Meatloaf played him too. Oh, oh, that's what it is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it, it's perfect that his name is Meatloaf then, because I imagine whatever he's dishing on in this movie is as delicious as his name, <laughs> because he sure is eating a lot of it, and that's not mm. a fat joke. This is a sex joke, though. <laughs> no. Oh, damn. No, it's a scenery joke. Scenery chewing. He's eating, just chewing away at that scenery. <laughs> yep. And yeah. don't worry, guys, because if you're not a Meatloaf fan, he's only in this movie for about four and a half minutes. Yeah, he gets if killed that. with like a Ford Fairlane crossbow. Dude's got a strap <laughs> to his wrist. That's right. Doesn't he get killed? Like, well, cause they smash the windows and the light comes in and fucking melts him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the guy with the Ford Fairlane crossbow on his wrist blasts out the stained glass windows and it uh, all the light hits on him. By the way, missed opportunity here because they kidnap Rain, give her to Meatloaf, and he just has like a bevy of girls who I'm sure were not paid nearly enough to do the things that no. they do in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Missed opportunity because Rain bites him and she doesn't say tastes like Meatloaf. 
<laughs> oh fuck! Come on, Uva, give me something. At Uva and get his ass for it. I'll switch your block. Never mind, I got you. <laughs> oh, not anymore. He's got a new Twitter. Oh shit, for real? Yeah, should I That's... tag him, Nathan? Yes. Get blocked the second time. That's a new shirt. <laughs> blocked by bull times two. Yes, twice. <laughs> two times. Uh, <laughs> I'm just worried that his fucking mouth breathing fans Weird will, like fanboys yeah. seek our iTunes page or something. Does he have a fanboy crew like that? He has at least one. Oh, okay. I must, I've never heard of a, the Uwe Ball fan club before. I don't know. Maybe something to look up to see what kind of weirdos, you know, just follow him around. I mean, he and, has followers uh, on Twitter, so. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people have followers on Twitter. We got followers I think on there's Twitter. A, there's a bowl of potato salad that has followers on Twitter, so. Yeah, don't even get me started on the fucking bowl of potato salad. You know, the funny thing about that is that the bowl of potato salad got kickstarted and his movie didn't. <laughs> Says a lot, don't it? <laughs> well, basically, fuck Kickstarter. It doesn't do nothing. <laughs> fuck it. But anyway, uh, yeah, meatloaf. Meatloaf gets overcooked from the sun. Oh, and I don't think that was. I don't know what happened to him because we cut to um, something burning, but it certainly wasn't him. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, and I, I don't know. Here, there's just like flashbacks to like. Again, Rain's mother being like killed by Ben Kingsley, aka Kagan, because mm. we don't talk about that enough, I guess. Um, Hammer at home, B. <laughs> the the heroes uh, save Rain, and for some reason we have to go through a training montage again. She's oh already a fucking fighter. She is killing vampires left and right. I mean, she gets captured because like eight hundred people came over and attacked her. <laughs> I also have a question. At this point, I was starting to really wonder if um, Uwe or, or anybody on his production had the idea that they could mic anything properly because <laughs> I could hardly hear anything that was being said. There was so much mumbling mm. and low talking going on, and it was unnecessary. Oh, I mean, Michael Madsen, the number one perpetrator. And you would think he's got Mike right in his name. <laughs> Be able to get that just so. Guy named Mike being so low with the talking. Oh, I, I, okay. And so at this point, so they're doing the training montage, <laughs> the whatever. They're keeping Rain kind of locked up because they don't really know what she might do. And yeah. it's at this point where that dude that's not Michael Madsen or Michelle Rodriguez says, Hey, we'll have the seamstress. We had the seamstress make you up an outfit. I'm like, You guys have a fucking seamstress? Yeah, she gets a costume. Like what? Like that's a waste. That's a waste of resources, T- time and resources. <laughs> yeah, like why don't you train her? Because they're clear. Like we find out later that the the whole camp is clearly starving. Yeah, <laughs> you have no hunter gatherers. <laughs> is this is this where the sex scene happens? Yes, this is the prison sex scene. All right, can I ask y'all how this position worked? Because I was like looking at angles, like how do, how is this happening? Well, wait, wait, one second. Bef- just before we get to the sex okay. scene, because I got to talk about what leads into it. Oh, oh that's is right. Is Rain says to this dude, again, who, Matt Davis, whatever. Um, by the way, no sexual tension at all between these characters. So it really does. This scene is like an RKO. Oh. Um, but it's basically like she talks about how her parents are killed. She's like, you don't know. My mom was killed. And she's like, you don't know what it's like. And he's like. She, yeah, she said, you don't know pain. Yeah, and they're, like, one-upping each other with gruesome parent-dying stories. And then all of a sudden, yes, like Brent said, they start fucking. 
I'll give it. I'll. I, I will have to give him this. Uh, Uve didn't um, make it so that she was attracted to Michael Madsen. Oh, thank God! <laughs> <laughs> I did not need that scene. <laughs> you, you imagine with that terrible mullet of his flapping up against the prison bars. <laughs> Oh, it would have flew off. It's coming off in that scene, though. <laughs> you don't think he grew it out? Fuck <laughs> no. So, um, Brett, what was your question about the about the sex? Yeah, how does it work? This position has seemed wrong oh, in as general. Fuck. I mean, I, 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 I know that. Believe me. But <laughs> I, I think what what is going on here is that, and we couldn't really see because Ruby cleverly obscured the bottom parts with a table. Um, what I think what may have happened here is that she may have, um, in a, uh, Mortal Kombat or Terminatrix-esque move, wrapped her legs around him, and she was actually pushing off and on on the prison bars, doing all of the work. Okay, so I was wondering, because they didn't show her legs wrapped around, they showed that his back was, like, pressing hard as fuck against the thing, so, like, she got her legs behind him, she's crushing her fucking angle. She wouldn't have gotten behind them, she would have had, she would have been, like, it would have been, like, half- and her feet would have been planted against the the prison bars. They would have been just out of shot. Or they're going through the bars. Well, I mean, you can't get any leverage that way. Yeah. The listeners can't see that, but Brent is fisting the prison bars. <laughs> That's right. Um, this this movie this this scene was the selling point. Uh, well, uh, the Christina Loken's boobs really? really were the selling point uh, for me for this movie. When someone told me that this happened, <laughs> I was like, "All right, I guess I got to sit through that movie." <laughs> Listen, she's a very attractive woman. I she will is. say, however, though, this is one of the most <laughs> uncomfortable sexy. It's it's awkward, man. Clang, 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 clang. <laughs> Which is very similar to how real sex you know looks and sounds. True. So. It, it just it, it just so felt like stupid. It just felt like your boy wasn't even in like he didn't really want to do it. He just sitting there like with his yeah. back pressed up taking that shit or something. That's it cuz it was prison sex. Yeah, you know that's true. It was. <laughs> now it literally was. But the best part is like it, they didn't alone in the dark it. Like they didn't put some terrible song over it. They just let the sound effects happen. And that's why I was just like this is not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> just take all this all the music none is just all you hear is clang clang I love that scene Which, at that point. You know what? It's fine if we're making a documentary. But <laughs> I, I think you need to jazz it up a little bit, Uva Bowl. So it's at this point we find out Michelle Rodriguez is a big old traitor. No. <laughs> right? Don't we get like a... We do get like some... Don't, does she have like a training thing with her? Oh, they well, spar, that's, yeah. That's right after this because she, she yeah. basically tells... She gets the message from Billy Zane and she's like basically tells him where they are. So mm. he can come and, like, you know, take rain and take over the organization. By the way, we didn't mention the organization is called Brimstone. Uh, and Billy Zane oh, was once a right. member of this. And he mm-hmm. wants to make Brimstone great again. So she uh, invites him to come <laughs> and take over Brimstone and murder everyone <laughs> so that he can bring it back to what it once meant. This sounds familiar. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah. But um, she she tries to do that, and uh, and yeah, this is when the caddy sword fight happens. Yes, <laughs> and it's like they they have this sword fight, and um, uh, Michelle Rodriguez is is making all this. Uh, if she can have a funny accent, I can say her name funny. Um, she's Rodgers. casting all these <laughs> she's casting all the aspersions at Rain about her ability to duel. While they're doing this, she has two swords. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's it's kind of like it, it it was um it was the fencing or dueling uh equivalent of stop hitting yourself stop hitting yourself stop hitting yourself it's like you're doing this unfairly i don't feel this was a level playing field it's like playing a video game against someone and giving yourself all the cheat codes and you're like wow you're really bad at this <laughs> and then go. someone's still putting up a good fight against it <laughs> yeah I think it was a spirit yeah, too that and, said something about the swords they were using to look like like pieces of cardboard with like foil wrapped around them and shit. Oh my god! I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> also, she says something in this scene. Sorry. Oh, you alright? You sound also, like you're crying, said, man. No, it's uh, you liked it that much. I think it's, it gets emotional. <laughs> Just this scene. No, she says something in this scene that was she said it as like a way that she was so confident but it's the most overused thing ever because she says it's like my father said keep your friends close and your enemies closer and i was like did you that's not the first time i've heard that like (laughs) was that supposed to be like my father came up with that saying billy zane you may have heard of him guy from titanic (laughs) this is the point of the movie by the way where i got confused for a while because just this one part no like really confused like i wasn't even following oh, okay. because oh rain and michael madsen and other guy are like going off to get <laughs> weapons or something this was the point of the movie where i finally pinned down what was going on with michael madsen and i have my note here is um he looks like a a, a real lazy share impersonator <laughs> like a drag queen Cher impersonator who just phones it in. That's what he looks like with this wig and that pirate shirt thing he's got going on. <laughs> like he just yeah. Put the wig if I on. could like turn back time or something, <laughs> I got you, babe. Yeah. Uh, we're sunny. Blah. <laughs> you believe in love after love or love after whatever? Auto tune it. It'll sound great. <laughs> anyway, here's my hotel key. Throws it up in the air. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's. His look is insane, but this is um. So yeah, they're they're going off like him, uh, Matt Davis and um, Rain, and they're all getting weapons oh, and shit. Because we we failed to mention during the training montage, um, Rain's swords, one of them was broken, yeah. and they're just like, eh, one of my friends gave it to me once. Like she makes no big deal of it, and they're like, we're gonna get you better swords anyways. Yeah. Spoiler alert, she does not get better swords. Those swords look like trash <laughs> next to the old ones. But very important thing that's going on at the same time here, guys, is that um, Michelle Rodriguez oh. is slowly luring over the uh, the people on the boat. who's like Billy Zane and his like, army and everything. Um, and this whole town is slaughtered off camera off screen yep off <laughs> no, screen a, off screen thing. bloodbath yeah we just saw like a vicious like we've seen so many bloodbaths and you're telling me they just didn't want to film this one like what's, the budget what's ran stopping out. them yeah uh, you, you know you're probably not wrong well they you they probably used up three quarters of the stage blood on that guy with the chest wound in the monk fight <laughs> <laughs> and yes that's a thing that happens in this movie <laughs> That sentence is real. Um, oh, I'm at the ask y'all. What version of this did y'all watch? The one that's on Prime that I didn't have to pay oh, for. I saw there's Sam. a director's cut that's four minutes longer. Yeah, I didn't nope. watch that one. It's oh, too okay. long. <laughs> Hour and 39 minutes is too much. Too much. Mm. Hour and 35 <laughs> is my limit. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, the whole slaughter happens off screen. Um, 
Rain finds out because she go she sees like someone dying and they say like basically um, Michelle Rodriguez is a villain, and then she doesn't tell anyone. Like no. the guys are right there and they're like, "Hey, is anything wrong?" And she's like, "Nope, gotta go." <laughs> she's the only one that can do this, Brendan. And it doesn't uh, uh, hairdo uh, <laughs> wants they they trade necklaces or something here. At first, it just looks like he's gonna give her the, uh, the the brimstone pendant, and I'm like, dude, she's already got enough accessories going on right now. <laughs> she does not need to add. She's gonna look like Mr. T. I'm just, <laughs> I pity the fool that messes with blood rain. I so what you're proposing is a Mr. T biopic starring Michelle Rodriguez as sort of a gender. No, uh, no, gender no, no uh, Christiana Loken. Oh, oh no, that's not okay. That's not cool. <laughs> Um, but Rain is like surveying the damage that's happened, and I wrote down, and I know Brent, I, I'm hoping you wrote this down as well, because I wrote down hashtag child murder. Oh, oh yeah, because there was a little <laughs> shit kid that was like, hey, can I see your teeth? And then she, I think she growled at him or some shit. Yeah. Well, she then, shows her teeth, but I think they forgot to add the, the effect po- in post or something. Yeah. Because <laughs> all uh, she has is regular teeth when she does that's it. That's why I thought she just growled at him. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> So they, yes, they they do have that little scene earlier, so that later when she finds him dead, we're supposed to be like, oh no! And I'm just like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> um, so Rain is looking for Michelle Rodriguez, who's apparently going to dive into the water to get this fucking... Heart talisman. It's the heart one? The heart talisman? Yes. 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 And they have Because Ben under- Kingsley has the rib talisman. Right. They have an underwater fight. Very thrilling. Underwater scenes are amazing. Better than Thunderball. It's pretty (laughs) lucky that uh, there was another pool that Rain could dive into and and swim under the link to get to where Michelle Rodriguez is. And then after they had their fight, Michelle Rodriguez, for some reason, swims out the tunnel that Rain came in. Not straight up to where all the folks who were there with her were waiting. She Mm -hmm. got discombobulated, Nathan. She was fighting, homie. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i don't know man Brent, are you like, here to represent mr bull apparently so <laughs> so you're trying to explain away that bit of logic because anytime i've had to dive into water for something i immediately swim straight back up when i get that thing because i'm not a fish um <laughs> and uh, my lungs crave precious precious oxygen oh man lifting up the curtain yeah, i know right exposing but the show after- but after Rain bites her neck, she wins her heart. And she uh she I thought she, I thought she snapped water. her neck or some shit. Maybe I think she bites her though too. Mm. Oh, I thought because mm. I, I remember laughing cause Yeah, cuz she's got it she bites her cuz she's got a she that's how she heals her uh, cuz Michelle Rodriguez stabs her uh, during the underwater mm-hmm. fight. By the way, and, and I know she's biting her neck, but she bites her neck and Michelle Rodriguez dies instantly. I'm telling you, I think she like, snapped it. They showed her snap her neck before that, I oh, think. Oh, maybe. Because I, I was like, no, this is like anticlimactic because I thought they was going to get out the water and you get the little girl and girl fight scene that she was just like, crack. And I'm like, oh, all right. So Rain is like, well, I've got two of these talisman. I'm going to go and see if I can get an audience with a man I want to murder. <sighs> and she goes and she's like, here are these talisman. Can I have an audience with this man that I totally won't murder? No. And the du- the the suck up <laughs> dude is like, yeah, just give me a moment, eh? <laughs> Takes the talisman from her, throws her in jail. What? I did see that that director's cut the main 
things that they cut out was like the, the ending went four minutes longer after the, the scene ends in this movie. What? I'm gonna I'm I'm look pull it back up while y'all talking because it sounded like some stupid okay. shit. Okay. So, yeah. So he takes the talisman and uh, guys, everyone's there in the prison because you know Michael Madsen and Matt Davis show up eventually. But you know they <laughs> managed to escape because they pull the classic prison prank. Oh my god. What do they do, Nathan? <laughs> okay, so uh, Sebastian, um, Matt Davis, uh, he somehow manages to hoist himself up. I, I'm guessing he trains his core quite extensively. Uh, hoists himself up, pulls himself up out of uh, the vision of the guard, uh, and Michael Madsen um, at first uh, tries to lure the guard over uh, with a spot-on rendition of If I Could Turn Back Time. Uh, he doesn't fall for it, though, And but then he's like, oh, something happened to my cellmate. He's disappeared. <laughs> and because that's a thing. Well, no, he uh, literally... I actually wrote down the line because he literally says, my companion is gone. I don't know what's become of him. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The, the one time they get him to try to speak like in, in a... Uh, I don't know what uh, a way people would talk at that time, yeah. and it comes across as really forced. Super. Um, yeah. So the, the the guard opens the door um, as he does and says, "Oh, just stand over here. I'll leave the door swinging wide. Uh, don't move." And then, of course, he swings down, kicks the guard, and they abscond from prison. Well, and it's a good thing they do because Rain is currently in process of being sacrificed. Because yes, we go to the ceremony. There's a, sacri- a sacrifice ceremony, uh, much like R.I.P.D. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and But then the guys show up, and there's a big fight. There's a really long fight between everyone. I was, I was quite impressed that they, um, that they didn't have the, uh, the line when we find out that there is actually no heart in the talisman box for someone to say... You got no heart, Kagan. No heart. What did you think? Like fucking Rocky's manager was gonna show up or something? <laughs> I, Michael Madsen could have yelled something like that. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. You're a bum, Kagan. <laughs> You'll always be a bum. This is Rain. She eats lightning and crafts thunder. <laughs> but seventy-year-old Ben Kingsley puts up a great fight against twenty-five-year-old Rain. Um, yep. <laughs> he manages to stab Michael Madsen, who reacts. I wrote down his reaction to getting stabbed the is best. like when you watch those like um, when you <laughs> when you watch those like when you watch the president speak and you see a Republican <laughs> that like wants to object but they're holding it in. Like that's about <laughs> as much as he reacted. <laughs> that's the part I was talking about where I was watching. I had to rewind it because I laughed so hard I missed the next like probably minute or two because I was like, what the fuck? Like, he ate that shit, man. So much so that I was like, oh, shit, is the twist that he's a vampire, too? Yeah, something. Yeah, I, I was like, that is, I'm so, I don't care how tough you are. You just got stabbed in the motherfucking heart. <laughs> the whole ending is <laughs> is anticlimactic at best. God damn it, there's a hole in me now. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to the hospital and shit now? Damn. Oh, yeah, this ending is just fucking people getting stabbed and bitten and all this shit. Uh, Rain has a final confrontation with Ben Kingsley, and she kills him somehow. I don't even. I didn't even write the, it down. The holy water in the Fort Fairlane thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and she just sits down. Yes, because yeah, she she turns the uh, he, uh, he shoots it. She grabs it, or he grabs it, and she turns the 
the arrow on him and stabs him through the heart, which kills him. Right, because he has already stabbed Rain in the shoulder or something like that. Yeah, the shoulder yeah. blade. And then, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> she stabs him in the heart, kills him, and uh, she goes over to Matt Davis, who's been like brutal, brutalized, and goes to bite him, and he's like, "No, no, let me die." And I'm like, "Um, stupidest character." You're going to die overtaking eternal life with Christina Loken? Yeah, right? You, you deserve to die. Yes. <laughs> she even says something. When she says, like, you can't leave me here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I get the whole not wanting to be one of the, you know, the unholy legion of the damned and all. But, I mean, Christina Loken. Yeah. Take it, man. Just take and it. you know she's into you because you already had prison sex with her. Clang, 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 as they say. Went the trolley. Hey. <laughs> ding, 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 went her went bell. bell. <laughs> All I can think of is the Sweeney sisters right now. <laughs> and Rain, she takes her spot on the throne. She's the queen bee now. <laughs> Credits. Mm-hmm. Unless you're watching the director's cut. You want me to tell you what oh, I Oh, what the is? fuck happens? Please do. Please tell us what we missed and we're never, ever going to watch. All right, it says... Um, Uwe Boll's adaptation of Blood Rain had to be cut for cinematic release in order to avoid the NC-17 rating. Uh, this one differs from the R-rated version. When Rain seats herself on the throne, the theatrical version ends. However, in the director's cut, the scene is followed by flashbacks to illustrate all the violent scenes again. So I guess it was just a montage of all the kills after that she sits down. So that's what you it missed. Was, it, it, <laughs> a padding flashback. Yes. At the very end, we're going to pad the ending. They padded the middle with a ton of like sweeping. Every time I, the drinking game for this movie, um, I, I, one of the things out so you forget the movie. For you forget it, right? But I feel if you were if you were attempting a legitimate drinking game for this movie, one of the rules would have to be every time there is a pointless sweeping shot of the countryside, take a drink. Oh, be dead by minute fifteen. Right. Oh, there were little cuts too. I'll tell you, there was a four second cut of. A monk getting his head cut off. Another monk who lies on the ground gets stabbed in his face with a sword. Two Wait, point- so that oh. that would have pushed it to NC-17? I guess too much violence, because after that, at 2.76 seconds, that was cut. A sword is jabbed through a monk's head. Uh, 4.8 seconds of, uh, of a guy getting split into two parts by a sword, and then the corpse gets chopped up. And I guess it says, it further clarifies, it says, the director's cut shows a flashback. But it contains new close-ups uh, views on bloody wounds and corpses. So you got mm. new bloody wounds and corpses. So it's not entirely <laughs> old footage, Brendan. Mm. <laughs> so this movie sucked. Um, Brent, Hard. as our guest, and we always do this just when you're on. Oh, because shit. You are, this is your home video hustle uh, trademark, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, I know you don't like this movie based on our discussion. but. Nah. I would like to know what you would give it out of 10. It was dumb. It had moments that made me laugh so hard that I had to rewind. So I will give it a point for that. But if I had overall, though, it probably like a three. And it had moments. It had I get to see titties bouncing. I get to see motherfucking, uh, like, no cell stabs to the heart. It's eh, eh. If it's on Sci-Fi Channel, I say, no, actually, I take that back. Because then you don't see the titties bouncing. Never mind. Just don't watch it. Fuck it. If you have Amazon Prime. There you go. Yes, there you go. If you have Amazon Prime, watch it. If not, fuck it. Now, the only thing you have to value is your time, of course. Now, Brent, I will ask you this follow-up question as well. Uh Uh-oh. Better or worse than Alone in the Dark? It's better. Ooh, okay. It's better. (laughs) I agree. 
I, okay, here's the thing. I think this is the best Uva Bowl movie we've watched for the show, and that is not high praise, um, but it's yeah. better than. Bo- I'm not, you I'm, shut up! You I'm shut not, up! I wasn't, I wasn't shut your mouth! Say nothing. You I was just about to say it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is obviously postal is the bear bottom. <clears throat> bear bottom. Bear <clears throat> bottom. Sorry. Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> bottom of the barrel. And then alone in the dark. And then I think this one. Now Nathan, what did you think of this movie? Um. Well, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, what? Um. Because again, it's 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 dreadful. I would out of ten, I would give it two. Uh, mm. One for each of her boobs, hey. um, and uh, I would agree that this is the 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 best Uwe Boll movie that we've done for uh, the podcast. And having not seen all of his stuff, it's probably best quote unquote of his movies that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most competently made. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. It's it's not very confident, but yeah. <laughs> see the bottom of the barrel for me is like postal, and then like in the name of the king, and the top of the heap might be like rampage. I, I'm, I mean, since we're rating, since Brent is here, we will. I'll also join in the fray and rate this. I would also say a three. Okay. Um, this movie is garbage. I love. I like the blood and the gore, and yes, there are moments that make me laugh, unintentional moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, it's just nonsensical and hard to follow. And it shouldn't be. It should just be stupid and fun, and it's not. So fuck this movie, and uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. What were they thinking? What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. What were they And we're back. Oh. Yes, we are back. Oh, laying down that sexy beat. Wait, wait, whoa. This is NPR. The King Biscuit Flower Hour is coming up after us. Sorry, I mean physically attractive beat. There we go. There we go. No, not body shaming, though. No, 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 no. But it is time for the low haiku. Nathan, what is a low haiku? Well, the low haiku is the point in our podcast where we use 17 perfect syllables uh, to describe the disastrous train wreck that we just watched and talked about for over an hour. Indeed. And uh, as our guest, Brent, would you like to start us off and read your low haiku? Yes, I would. Oh, we get a little. I'm sorry, our sponsors are listening. I just got a little antsy there. <laughs> well, you know what they say about the King Biscuit Flower Hour: just add water. <laughs> Boy, we meet again. Still, not as good as Postal. Uve, try again. <laughs> wow! Wow! No snaps for that. <laughs> 
no, no, that's that's odd. Tough, tough, tough audience. Uh, that one. It had to be done. Sorry. sorry oh. Well, you know, art is subjective. Um, well, uh, <laughs> Nathan, would you like to read your haiku? I I would I, I would love to. Okay. <clears throat> this was hot garbage. Reminds me of other bowl, because it sucks bad. Oh, there they are. They're there. They are here. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. See, I did it. Post. The postal fans are not in attendance tonight. All one of them. Okay. Okay. There's two. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> All right, I'll read my haiku here. <clears throat> Got a good blood guy. Great actors selling their souls. Uva, fuck it up. And he did. He did. He absolutely did. It's like, make it so. That's his version of this. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're out of it. Hey. There's some money spent. Yeah, we're <laughs> it's a parody, out. so we don't have to pay anything. Oh shit. <laughs> um, Nathan, Brent, we <laughs> talked about this movie, but what do we always say? Well, we always say. Don't take a word for us. That's right. We always say, "Don't take our word for it." Um, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> folks. Uh, critics. Hmm. It seems like four percent of the critics liked this movie. <laughs> One more what? than a half past did. <laughs> <laughs> so this is one percent better than a Steven Seagal movie. Yes. We were just talking about that one off air the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, though, guys. The audience thinks much uh, higher of it. Uh, 17% of the audience Oof. likes this movie. <sighs> That's high. high. That's, yeah, like That's real high. Most of the audience probably who, were, who thought this was good. That must <laughs> be his followers on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> so there, you know, there now we know. So critics, let's take a look here. Our first critic here is Andrea Gronval from the Chicago Reader says, just when you thought camp was dead, along comes this bizarre cross between a Tarantino knockoff and a Hammer horror film. Mm. That's actually not too bad of a descriptor. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got one here from our good friend, uh, the late great Ken Hankey from the mm. Mountain Express, Nashville, North Carolina. Ken Hankerchief is his full name. <laughs> he <laughs> writes, uh, if I thought for a minute this... Roquefort riddled camp fest was as intentionally ridiculous, stilted, and witless and over the top as it actually is. I'd congratulate Bull. <laughs> Robert Strohmeyer of filmcritic.com said it's as if Bull brought together the best team of talent he could possibly secure on short notice and then told them all to suck, and they do. <laughs> Accurate. Um, Carla Blumenkrantz of the Village Voice says, after rain breaks out of the circus, it's a simple story, really, about a mixed-up girl who wants to slay her father. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, you know, using slang, that could be a whole different meaning in that shit. Oh, oh my. Oh. 
Uh, incest boogaloo. <laughs> um, so, uh, the Foy Wonder, uh, who I've mentioned on the show before, uh, from the uh, Law Abiding Citizen uh, episode, and a few other things I've talked about, uh, he did a review for Dread Central uh, when this came out and wrote, It's essentially a feature length version of what could have been told in a five minute flashback sequence during a real Blood Rain movie. Oh, shit. (laughs) Two out of five. Uh, Roger Moore from the Orlando Sentinel. (laughs) Really? Shit. Sir Roger Moore. Why is, or who is Uwe Boy and why does he hate moviegoers so? The German hack, the one-man blitzkrieg of bad, is the worst filmmaker in the movies today. You know, he's probably correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um... All right, uh, Rob Gonzalez of eFilmCritic.com says, The fight scenes are the worst kind of editing room cheating, meant to cover for actors who haven't been trained to wield anything more intimidating than a cell phone. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Wesley Morris from the Boston Globe actually gave it a fresh rating, but I think it's kind of a backhanded compliment. <laughs> Um, cause he writes, the film might be the first of its kind, something to bring maximum subscribers, video gamers, and loyal logo viewers together. <laughs> Finally uniting the world, Uva Bowl. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Gibron of Pop Matters said, Blood Rain is a movie of unconnected plot dots. I'm sorry, plot dots. In the hands of director Uwe, quote, German Tatch Dodge Ball. A simple sword and sorcery story with vampiric overtones turns into a genre-jumping attempt to find an audience. Nailed it. <laughs> Shall we dive into the, to the mosh pit? Let's go. <sighs> yes, let's. All right. All right. Remember, if somebody falls, pick them back up. <laughs> all right, folks, let's get into the audience reviews here. I've got a... I, all my audience reviews that I've picked here are very short, so this is the first one. It's from Cameron R., and he says... All capital letters. Now, this is what I call a vampire movie. Five stars. <laughs> it's a it's a damn fair movie. Not according to Cameron Reed Richards. Good job, oh. <laughs> Cameron Reed Richards. Uh, uh, Steve D. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's Steve Dussod. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow. Probably the only ones enjoying that joke. I was Thanks for the reference that only you and I will get and a few other and people any, know. Any one of our friends who listen, yeah. yeah. Uh, somewhere in here is supposed to be a video game story, right? I have no idea what I just watched, <laughs> but it wasn't Blood Rain. <laughs> well, Steve Deuce, I'll have to message you later about that review. <laughs> All right, they said, um, I saw some of the comments on here, and yeah, okay, the acting wasn't the best, but everyone involved seemed to at least try to get their best. I'm a 24-year-old woman, and I found myself <laughs> quite a few times channeling a 13-year-old boy saying, sweet. Some of her moves were awesome. Don't get me wrong. I made plenty of jokes, but overall, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Oh. I've seen much worse, given way better ratings, so it surprises me a little. <laughs> I saw the unrated version. I, 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 I don't know what the fuck. One of the hottest sex scenes I've ever seen in a movie. What? (laughs) And she clearly has not seen too many sex scenes in a movie. Although this movie may have a lot of negatives, it was never really boring. (sighs) Now, now, here y'all go. Now, if you want a movie that sucked and was boring, try watching Domino. That was playing horrific. And Billy Zane didn't really figure in, did he? Four out of four people found this review helpful. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, so much to unpack there, but not exactly apples to apples, is it? <laughs> I mean, random call out of Domino, which is like a mediocre movie, but like, okay, sure. Um, uh, okay, Daniel G says, uh, this is a bloody movie with vampires and hot guys. What more could you ask for? Four and a half stars. Okay. Michael Madsen is apparently the hot guy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's into like lazy Sharon person. You see how he took that sword to the chest, Brendan? <laughs> that's how I that's how I like my guys, non reactionary. Yeah. No emotion. <laughs> well, um <laughs> <laughs> This person left no name. Um Coward. and I and I'm really sorry if I stole this from one of yours, Brezzy, because it's pretty short. <laughs> Not bad to look at. <laughs> dot dot dot. And the movie was okay. Two. Three and a half stars. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Three and a half stars. Gave it a two in the review and then rated it three and a half stars. Oh, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not hard. It's really not hard to choose the stars. <laughs> this is the easiest part of the review. I would argue the hardest part is typing out the words. You don't know, Brendan. Hmm. You don't know the struggle. You're right. I'm not a regular Rotten Tomato reviewer. What am I talking about? <laughs> Oh, all right. Since y'all got short ones, I got this long one, and I, I can't pass it up because I legit talked about this during the episode. Okay. Ten out of ten stars. Ball fan club. Oh no. That's right. I said it. I'm starting the first official Uve Ball fan club. I will be lined up in a li- in a line consisting of two people in front of our local theater to buy tickets for the first show. I think the mistake that some of the posters have made is either not seeing the craptastic House of the Dead or the most unwatchable of his films alone in the dark or thinking his films will be greater than greater as he learns his craft. I was once like you, tricked into seeing House of the Dead only to be shot on for an hour and 35 minutes. But after Alone in the Dark came out, I discovered the blinding and wonderful truth of all his films. Uwe Boll is a, I think Nathan will like this. Uwe Boll is a throwback to the great USA Up All Night starring Shannon Tweed and or Shannon Weary. <laughs> and generic slasher films of the early and mid 80s these films have a special place in my heart for whatever reason it might be because they represent a special part of my movie of movie making the bad formula film he makes movies based on a formula a proved formula get a known brand with a built-in fan base in this case video games that are past their shelf life put this brand into profitable movie genres such as teen sex comedy i'm looking at you national lampoon or a horror film Wait to ca- wait. Oh, sorry. Wait to cast the film into the last possible minute in order to get as many name stars as you can for as cheap as you can. Surprise! Many stars take roles just for a paycheck or because they can squeeze it in between project projects and collect a paycheck. Throw in gore, mind-numbing action, and/or nudity, and you have yourself a film that will make back its budget between ten to twenty million. Psych. Worldwide before it ever sees DVD. Roger Corman made himself a name and fortune doing this type of filmmaking. I'm not saying that his films are any good or even watchable at times. What I'm saying is that I crack the hell up every time I watch one. Enjoy them for what they are. Huge waste of someone's hard-earned money. I swear that I laugh more at these films than I laugh at films like Meet the Fockers. Do yourself a favor and rent Alone in the Dark and see if you can keep from laughing when Terry Reed says Newfoundland. It's like angel singing. And 117 out of 225 people found that helpful. As, as much as I enjoyed the uh, the allusion to Tara Reid saying Newfoundland, um, <laughs> I I would thank that reviewer 
to keep the sainted name of Roger Corman out of its <laughs> mouth when speaking about Uwe Boll. I love how that reviewer used Meet the Fockers as the example <laughs> of great comedy. <laughs> that is, Meet the Fockers is like, that's, that's your pinnacle right there. Yeah, Fuck you don't go past that. <laughs> no, no, fuck Blazing Saddles. It's all about Meet the Fockers. <laughs> Movie I've never seen oh. before. See, I thought you'd be more upset about USA Up All Night, Nathan. <laughs> well, well I did, we didn't. I don't have the USA oh, they, channel. Oh fuck! I keep forgetting you're in Canada. Fuck. Canada. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, listen, guys. Um, I've I've got another one here. I'm I'm gonna actually make this my last one here because that was that was a lengthy review. Although I did appreciate it. I'm sorry. I, I had to read it when I saw the title say Bull Fan Club. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I loved it, but I just I I don't want to. I don't read too many more. Um, this is from Luke S. And he says, uh, Yo, tell me something. When was this released at the cinema? Because I never saw it advertised five stars. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> it, I've, got, I've got one last one here myself. It's real short, uh, but it's from Paul B., uh, which I assume is Paul Bearer. Oh, it's like uh, Paul No, no, Paul Bearer. Okay. Um, see, and Paul Bearer wrote, (laughs) Oh, yes, so bad, I'm off to vomit, oh, yes. (laughs) One star. Uh, You got one more to send us home? I got one more. See, I got one to piss off Nathan, now I got one to piss your ass off Mm. now. Oh, sweet, let's do it. Bring it on. He's he's comparing Bolt to a filmmaker that I'm sure you fuck with heavy. Okay. 10 out of 10, sexy and cool film. I already hate it. Just like Stanley Kubrick is very, very overrated, Uwe Uwe Boll is way underrated. Some people even dare to compare him with Ed Wood when when he has way more talent, when he was way more talented than hacks like Kubrick. I hate video games. I never play video games, but I always found the movies of Uwe Boll beautiful and inspired. So I guess that his movies are way better than the games which they are inspired from. Alone in the Dark was a very suspenseful and stylish film. Also, it was scary, not like trash, such as Cannibal Holocaust and The Shining. He didn't even make Cannibal Holocaust. I don't know why that's in there. Blood Rain was dark, stylish, and sexy. In the Name of the King was simply epic. Even I have to admit that Lord of the Rings films were good, but I have to say I like this movie more. Postal was hilarious and satirical. The satire and the humor was way more accurate than Dr. Strangelove, and it was way funnier. <laughs> a story was very shocking and heartbreaking, much more so than A Clockwork Orange. 1968 Tunnel Rats was a better war film than Full Metal Jacket. As you see, Uwe, as you see, Uwe Boll is way more talented than Kubrick. I just can't understand why there's so much hate against his films. He is one of the most talented filmmakers of our time. Five out of now, five out of nine people found that review helpful. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you have a list of these five people? I That's, wish that is a and cry for help. Addresses and their phone numbers. I'll get in contact with anonymous for you. Their allergies <laughs> would be nice too. That is the most infuriating review. Just for you, homie. Just like I'm sorry. Did he just pair? And I know we said he. Obviously, Kubrick did not direct Cannibal Holocaust. So what no. the fuck are you talking about? But the fact that he even put that with The Shining in the same sentence, I think he was putting. I think he was talking just genre of films at that point. Because mm-hmm. 
because they're both horror movies. He, but that's like that's the end of the compare the, the similarities. See, that's not the mm-hmm. one. He said that Postal was a better satire than Doctor Strange. Love. That's the one. Oh, part. I know. <laughs> oh, I heard that part. <laughs> you hard no. That is recalculus. See, for the listeners, uh, I had to repeat it because there was a time where Brenda took the headphones off, so I had to make sure he heard that. <laughs> I did for a second. I couldn't do it. And then I was like, you know what, Brennan? You're professional. You're professional. That's Stay right. in the game. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> hashtag professionals. Uh, so that those are the reviews. That is uh, Blood Rain. Um, before we go any further, uh, we should hint at what's coming up next week. Surprise, surprise. It's not a movie. Because what are we doing next week, Nathan? Well, Brendan, it's award season time. And up next week... The fourth annual Nano's Handouts. All the stars will be there. We promise a very well organized show with no problems whatsoever. Bullshit. No tomfoolery whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that, Brent? Oh, no, no, I just had a call for a second. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, so that's next week, yeah. Um, and Brent, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, would you like to uh, tell the folks, even though I'm sure they all know, but let's tell them anyway. Where they can find you and listen to you. See, well, if they don't That sounded know, really contemptuous. I'm about to say, you're about to go whoops my ass, bro. <laughs> I'm just still mad at that Stanley Cooper guy. No, tell everyone where they can find and listen to your show. You can find us on all the, what do you call them, podcatchers. And if there's one that you listen to that we're not on, let us know because I'll put the shit on there. But I host a podcast called The Home Video Hustle with the Spirit and PJ. And sometimes Brendan pops up on there. So you're not a, if you don't listen to us, then you're not a real warrior. I think it, fam, because you don't support Brendan and all his works. You see how that works? Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> but, yeah, we post episodes every Friday. We talk about random movies. They can be class. They can be Kubrick movies. They can be Uwe Ball movies. Granted, that's two people's movies we've never done, but we can do them <laughs> if we feel like it. But, um, yeah, we're right now in the middle of uh, doing all the Bruce Lee movies. I think we're pretty <coughs> much about to be done by the time this comes out. I think. I don't know. You'll f- check the fucking podcast feed to see if it's on there. Um, <laughs> we got videos on Wednesdays. That's how you find out what we're going to watch on Friday because we randomly pick movies out the bag and that's how we know what we're doing. So if there's a movie that comes out the bag that you don't want us to talk about, blame PJ because he picks the movies out. I think that's about it. Home Video Hustle every Friday. Listen to the shit. Please, please. Follow us on social media too. Not just the podcast. We talk and I post a lot of political shit so <laughs> certain people might not like it. Fuck them. See, I wasn't going to say that because it's y'all show. I'm trying to be respectful-like and shit. But fuck them. I'll say it. Fuck them. <laughs> but no, nah, uh, you follow us at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase Icast, HVH Podcast on Twitter. Spir- 1D. Yeah, two Ds is some weird shit, man. You don't want to fuck with them two Ds all the time. Uh, <laughs> Not at the same time. Well, Don't kink shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just not me personally, that's all. Well, you already was talking about yeah. the fisting earlier, so... I mean, I'm into that. Continue. Oh, okay. I, I fucking knew it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you can follow that show on that one. Follow PJ at Paulie PJ. The spirit is at the spirit nine five. The numbers nine five. And I think that's about everything. I think that's all. Bases covered. I think. Fantastic. Type type Fantastic. on the hustle on Google. There you go. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably get something. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, Montrose is Montrose Monkington around to say a few words as well. Yes. Just one moment. Time to get him. Hello, it's your good friend Montrose Minkington III. Brent, as always, excellent to see you. Nice to see you too, man. I get picked for the best movies, man. 
Are you? Well, you know what? You don't. Um, <laughs> uh, aside from that Ford Fairlane one, um, this this is trash, and uh, the other one was absolutely awful as well. And I, I heard you defended Postal, so I mean, really, I, I, I'm. It's nice to see you. However, I don't share the same taste in films. <laughs> that aside, I feel that everyone can enjoy the taste in films on my YouTube channel. Segue there. Montrose Minkington TV. And if you'd like to be friends with me, you can head on over to Facebook and find the Facebook group Montrose Minkington III Esquire and Friends. And finally, you can tweet at me on the, the Twitter devices that you have uh, at Montrose the third. That's the number three RD. Thank you. More later. Thank you, Montrose Minkington III Esquire and Friends. You're welcome. And so we come to the end of an episode again. We come to the end of another week, another week in the life. And uh, before I ask Nathan a few questions, I just want to say thank you again to Brent for joining us. Thanks for having me. I expect to be back for the next Uwe Boll movie, probably. But and it'll probably be it'll probably one that we don't pick. I, I tell you so. what, I do. I actually own a copy of uh, Far Cry, so if you ever do that one. I bought house. it for uh, I bought it for two dollars and fifty cents the other day. I bought it for three. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's got Till Schwager in it though. And it's also so. on Prime. Oh, there you go. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So, okay, yeah. So that having been said, uh, Nathan, I do have a few questions. Oh, well, fire away. Well, I mean, in a movie that we didn't even pick. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Again, blameless. That's us. Blameless. blameless. We're washing our hands of it. Uh, in a movie that where Uwe Boll um, does his damn damnedest to make us believe this is a straight to sci-fi TV movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in a in a movie, I mean, bless the twins, but one of the <laughs> most uncomfortable sex scenes in a film, right? Outside of Hollywood Homicide, in a movie in which Billy Zane and Meatloaf are way underused. <laughs> In a movie in which Michelle Rodriguez is doing some kind of accent sometimes. Mm-hmm. It, in a movie with a fucking talisman and prophecies and just fucking nonsensical editing and stories that don't make sense and just bullshit. Okay. I just gotta ask you. What's that? What were they thinking? Please don't.